It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. All right, let's get back to it. 866-95-PATRIOT, 957-2874. Joining me now, Representative Drew Ferguson from Georgia's 3rd District. The vote expected today on the COVID relief package, the various bailouts for blue states, blue cities, failed states, failed cities, and of the billions, trillions being spent and that has been spent, what has really been applied to actual COVID relief? Representative Ferguson, that's my first question. What has actually been applied? And in this bill, what is being applied and where? Well, what's been applied is only 9% of $1.9 trillion is, is going to the actual COVID-19 health crisis. The rest of it, as you have said, is going to things that are going to, that are going to bail out these blue states. I want you to think about just a minute what, what our two new senators in Georgia just voted on. They voted on a bill that cut funding to Georgia by $1.2 billion and increased funding to California by $5.4 billion. Half of the half, to think of this, they're going to get six, San Francisco will get $650 million to pay off their debt. Instead of that money coming to Georgia, Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff voted to bail out San Francisco for Nancy Pelosi. That's not fair. That's wrong. You know, just to ask the Georgia question as a Georgia uh, Congress member uh, to the citizens of Georgia. Why were they so gullible? And I'll use a simple, very simple example, as you mentioned, Ossoff and Warnock. They lied to the people of Georgia, along with then-candidate, but President Biden. They lied about the $2,000 that was going to Georgians. Then they said, well, it's really 1400 plus the 600 you got before, even though Biden lied when he said, we're going to send you a check for $2,000. Are Georgians that gullible enough of them and apparently the answer might be yes because it's becomes becomes rhetorical because Ossoff and Warnock were elected. Ossoff and Warnock absolutely lied to Georgia. They ran TV ad after TV ad after TV ad pledging that they would help Georgia. And what did they just do? They just voted to hurt Georgians, take what was Georgians and give it to other people. Think about this. They voted to give people that are in the country illegally $1,400 stimulus checks instead of Georgians getting those checks. Matter of fact, why are we talking about giving checks to every single American when what we should be doing is rebuilding our economy, reopening our schools? Instead of this money being spent after 2021 to reopen schools. How about let's reopen the schools right now? Georgians don't want a handout. They don't want they, they don't they, they, they don't want the condescension of the White House and President Biden telling Georgians, here's a check, this is the best we think you can do. God bless you now move along. That's not the way we operate here. And I think Georgians are going to have a lot of buyer's remorse when it comes to uh, when it when it comes to these two two senators. We're finding out that they are radical, that they are far left, and that they are voting to hurt Georgia. But that wasn't known before. And buyer's remorse, well, it doesn't matter if you can't do anything about it. 
this is the beginning of six-year terms for these two senators. Uh, let's go into the rest of the bill and what's there. Uh, the Senate made some amendments before passing it on Saturday. Unemployment insurance kept uh, at $300. Uh, the first 10200 of unemployment insurance benefits not subject to taxes. And reducing the maximum income eligibility for stimulus checks to $80,000. That comes back to the House. Does that remain or does the House fight to change that and can they? Uh, I, 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 I seriously doubt that Democrats on the House side are going to do excuse me are, are going to do anything that that helps this bill um I, I would I would suggest that if they did anything it would make it worse um, there's a lot of talk a lot of talk on Democrats about how they're going to work in a bipartisan way that they're going to take uh, you know take suggestions from uh, from the uh, minority absolutely it has not happened. Um, we offered over 200 amendments on this bill as Republicans. Things, common sense things like you can't get paid more on unemployment than you do at your regular job. Making sure that um, that, that vaccines were going to our most vulnerable, the, the seniors in our rural communities. Um, we, we amendment after amendment, doing things to you know to make sure that there's transparency with our nursing homes, so that the terrible things that happened in New York and Pennsylvania and Michigan through the negligence of their governors doesn't ever happen again. They rejected every single one of these. I see no chance that they make the bill better. I think you. I think it's voted on as it stands right now. Yeah, and look, they have not been, uh, I guess, quiet about this or shameful. As a matter of fact, it's shameless what they've done. You mentioned San Francisco earlier. Uh, even the San Francisco Chronicle writing that you know, this bailout, $650 million of their budget deficit could be wiped out by this bailout. So they're maintaining their uh, city, I guess, for lack of a better term, at your expense if you're, not, if you're anywhere else in America. So this, this is just one example of how shameless the Democrats are. And to be fair... Georgians who voted for Ossoff and Warnock and Georgians who failed to oppose them by showing up to vote, that was a problem, are at the core of this problem because the Senate is now in their control. Well, we look, the good news, the, the bad news is we have two radical liberal senators from Georgia. Raphael Warnock is up for re-election in two years. And he has started his term by lying to, to to our fellow Georgians and voting to cut funding to our Georgians. Think of it. Think about this. He cut eleven. His vote will will cut eleven billion dollars from Georgia seniors in term in in uh, in Medicare funding. Think about that. He, he, one thing that you that, that we have to do is to make sure that our seniors get the entitlement that they have earned. I mean, Medicare is something that is very important to our seniors, and Raphael Warnock voted to cut it by $11 billion. That's just wrong. Well, no, and I look, I understand the point, and I understand the point in politics. The seniors are also important to both parties because they're an important political football. But, you know, I talk to a lot of seniors as well. I work with an organization mm-hmm. that runs a nationwide senior care facility. And seniors want to see the future of this country be there 
they have grandchildren, children, grandchildren, maybe great-grandchildren, and it's not always selfish for them. They don't always look at their own needs, but they look at the country's needs, as many do. So going forward, this goes through. It damages, yes, seniors. It, it hurts so many parts of our economy, including devaluation of the dollar. This sounds like a dark picture where the Democrats are in charge and the Republicans are not even being allowed into the meeting, the debate, or allowed an amendment. Hey, it, it, David, I'm, what, what's happening in the House right now, the House of Representatives, is, is shameful. And it feels, it, you know, I think this must be what communist China feels like. And I'm not trying to be overly dramatic. But between now and April 1st, um, Speaker Pelosi put in a rule in that she could she could put any bill onto the floor for a vote without having to take it through committee. Now, so that's why you're seeing this unbelievable push of on these socialist bills that are eroding our constitutional rights and our freedoms that are going through with 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 no checks, no conversation. H.R. One nationalizing um, our federal elections. Think, I mean that is that is that is the most that that is one of the most dangerous things that could ever be brought to the floor of the House of Representatives, and they did it without going through committee. Look at the, look at the bills that are going on that will that will absolutely destroy the, your, your right to bear arms this week. Um, you know, two two gun control bills that are just absolutely horrendous. Um, you know, we, we did a, we did a bill yesterday bailing out uh, union bosses. Um, this you know this kind of stuff is it's just a it is a wish wish list for everything liberal that they could possibly want. And really, what what I fear is that the voices of so many Americans are being canceled right now. They're being censored. We see it on the House floor every day. Our my, my folks back home are furious about this. Rome is burning, and we're banning Dr. Seuss books. So, I mean, the, 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 the liberals here in D.C. are so out of touch with America, it's scary. You know, the term bipartisan is one I never liked in the sense of when a few sign on, it's not bipartisan. But you, since you mentioned, let's go to H.R. 8, uh, the Bipartisan Background Checks Act of 2021, co-sponsored by three Republicans, uh, Representative Fred Upton, Republican from Michigan 6th District, Representative Christopher Smith, Republican of New Jersey 4, and Representative Brian Fitzpatrick, Republican of Pennsylvania's 1st District. Three Republicans signed on to this. Have you spoken to either of or all of these men about why they signed on to this bill? Uh, no, I have not had direct conversations with them on this, and I'll let them speak for themselves. But I can tell you that the the vast majority of our conference is adamantly opposed to this. Um, they know that it does not um, – it, it, it creates additional burdens, um, additional background checks that are already are in place for um, for the purchase of firearms. Um, it, uh, it, it really – it is an infringement on the Second Amendment, and – in a nutshell, it would turn family members and neighbors into criminals if they lent a firearm to to another family member or a neighbor. Think about this: if 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 there's a if there's a um, person next to me that is um, suffering from uh, domestic abuse, uh, the abuser is let out of jail, and they wanted to borrow borrow a firearm for me for personal protection. Um, 
they would I would I, I would be the criminal and I could be fined up to a hundred thousand dollars and be put in jail for that. That is the kind of craziness that's in this bill. It 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 makes it where you I literally could not give my firearms to my children without going through a registry or creating a um you know or having to register the guns and 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 get a license with the federal government. This stuff is wrong. We have got to fight back against this, and we're going to do that. All right, it's going to pass in the House. Don't think that's up for debate. Uh, what about what do you think about the Senate? I mean, the Senate, they just passed uh, again. Republican opposition aside, the fact is the Democrats have the numbers. Uh, and does this look like it will pass in the Senate? This HR eight. Uh, as of right now, um, they would have to get 60 votes on it. But um, you know, Joe Manchin um, has once again show, uh, seems to be. Uh, Wavering on this uh, on this commitment not to break the the filibuster uh, tradition in the Senate. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the reports. They're now talking about filibuster reform. Yet to see what that means, but that sounds like um, they're going to get frustrated not being able to get these liberal wish list items across the finish line. So once again, they are going to change the rules of the game. These, this is not the right way to do it. Um, I hope that Joe Manchin will honor his word and not vote to do that. Um, but uh, I, many times, uh, Senator Manchin, has, um, he's not been there when we really needed him. Um, so we'll, we'll see how this goes. You know, I, I got to tell you on a, call it a professional note because it's not personal. I've reviewed Joe Manchin's voting record versus the public narrative that both Republicans and Democrats use. Fact is that when the vote comes, when the vote that matters, whether it's a cloture vote or another vote, when it comes to the vote on the floor, Joe Manchin votes with Schumer. I wish Republicans would stop with this pretense at times that Joe Manchin is the moderate. He's not in his voting record. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you have pointed that out. Um, I had uh, I had someone tell me one time, uh, Joe Manchin is consistently never there when you really need him. And I think what we've seen um, is that he is probably the best uh, number two no vote that you will that you will ever have. But when it comes to being the only one, um, he just tends to fade uh, fade into the background. So I'm glad that you've pointed that out because ultimately whatever comes out of your mouth really doesn't matter. It's your voting record. And so thank you for pointing that out, David. Representative Drew Ferguson from Georgia's 3rd District. Good luck to us all. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.